Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, mother-daughter team, Dr. Gloria and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. Our topic today is adult children losing parents, and our first guest is Pamela Gabby. Pamela, do I say your last name, Gabby? It's Gabby. Gabby. Okay, there we go. Our first guest is Pamela Gabby. Pamela Gabby lost both of her parents as an adult. Their loss has had a powerful impact on her life. She is a certified grief counselor and president of the California chapter of the Association for Death Education and Counseling. Welcome to the show, Pamela. Thank you. Pamela, it's great to have you on the show today. Well, I'd like to start the show by having you tell us about uh, the loss of your parents. Sure. When I was 25, my dad was killed instantly in a truck accident, and at the time I had my first child, a three-week-old baby girl. And um, I always talk about July of 1990 as being the month that I learned about life by having my daughter, and then about death by having my dad die the same month. Um, And then my mom died. She was 51. My dad was 49 when he died. Oh, yeah. And um, my mom, a few years later, when I had another child who was still under a year, uh, my 51-year-old mother was diagnosed with cancer, and unfortunately it was stage 4, and she died two weeks later. What type of cancer did she have? You know, it was so far gone, they're not sure if it was uh, colon cancer or possibly started in her lungs as lung cancer. Um, they really didn't know at that point. So you lost both your parents within two years? Two years. About, and they, and they were about, both very young. They were both very young, and it was about three and a half year span mm-hmm. between the loss of both of them. Mm-hmm. So tell us a, a little bit about uh, the impact of that. You know, at first when my father died, I I really, I'll be honest, didn't know anything about grief. And being only 25 years old, I went into survival mode, and I spent time caring for my infant daughter. And I really, Mm -hmm. I didn't do this consciously, but I chose not to deal with the death of my father. And uh, when I took my baby into work, I asked everybody in advance, please do not mention my father to me. You know, I don't want to talk about it. I have my baby daughter. I stopped listening to country music. I put away all his photos. Um, and then about a year and a half later, you know, the roof sort of caved in, and I had to start dealing with the death of my father. Now, did you feel anything with the death of your uh, father that you were taking your uh, care of your mother and you needed to be strong for her? I did, but I have to say it's interesting now that, you know, I dedicate my life to helping grieving individuals. Uh, at 25 years old and a brand-new mom, I wasn't able to cope with my own mother and her grief. And um, I remember telling her, oh, you know, Mom, you just need to, I don't know that I said get over this, but I, I remember being very stressed out by her pain and not understanding her grief on any level. Mm-hmm. So so kind of shutting it out. That's interesting, not understanding her grief and her pain, then you couldn't deal with your own. You, you almost didn't have permission to do it, did you? I didn't. I didn't, and I felt at that time my first priority was to my brand-new baby girl. Well, mm-hmm. well, that's what I'm thinking. Here you are taking care of your baby girl, and you're in survival mode because you really need to stay strong to take care mm-hmm. of an infant, right. and then your mom needs you, and it's almost like, you know what, I can't, I, I've got to stay strong and keep my focus on my new baby. Right. And also, you'd have, you know, recovering from having a new baby. It takes a while. 
It does. And I have to say, looking back, I do not remember the first six weeks after my dad died, uh, mm-hmm. including the first six weeks of my daughter's life. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I was in complete survival mode and I didn't understand anything about grief. Um, but when my mom died a few years later, I, I knew that grief catches up with you. I learned that from my dad, so from his death. So I did the opposite. I dove right into my grieving when my mom died. And I listened to you know, tape recordings of her voice, watched videos, talked about her all the time, cried all the time. Um, so I almost and had do you think you were kind of grieving for both of them at times? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember very vividly that feeling of, wow, no more parents. And no more grandparents for your children. Absolutely. That was a secondary loss that was really tragic and has it continues to reverberate in my children's lives, not having you know grandparents from me. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you keep the memory alive for the kids? Do you, is that an important issue for you? Very much so. Uh, I ended up becoming a grief counselor because my parents died. I ended up uh, really just having one of those moments that I think some of us in this field have where we're coping with our own loss and our own tragedy. And I was praying when right after my mom died. I was praying for some relief from this intense pain. And uh, during the middle of that prayer, I started saying, "If please, God, if you take me out of this pain, I will dedicate the rest of my life to helping grieving people. And it was like I was struck by lightning from that wow. moment on, and that was about 14 years ago. Oh, that's, that's amazing. And, and you talk about, I read that uh, you saw a center near you called the Morning Star Center, and you, you, were going, you, you were so struck by that because your mom had always talked about a boat called the Morning Star? Absolutely. My mom worked uh, at, here in California um, off of Oxnard. She worked on a fishing boat called the Morning Star, and she did that throughout the 80s. And I couldn't believe it because after they had both died, I was back in school to become a grief counselor, and a center for grieving children opened right here in Palm Desert, and it was called the Morning Star. You know, just spelled slightly differently with M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? It, yeah. it's, it, you know, there are so many signs that come to people who are there and open. You know, people email me and they say, um, you know, how can I find them? Do you know, do I need to find a psychic, a medium, or whatever? And I, I always yeah. email them back and say, you know, there are so many signs in the world that uh, look for your signs. Right. Things pop up everywhere. And um, and you asked, how do I keep the memory of my parents alive, especially with my children? It has it actually has evolved as a result of my career. You know, every day I feel that I'm honoring them when I actually just go to work. I feel that I'm honoring my parents. How did, how did you get support to do that? I ended up, uh, a lot of my support came from returning to school, believe it or not, and diving into the grief literature and grief books, uh, and then volunteering at the Morning Star Center, I think actually helped me the most. And tell us about the Morning Star Center. Sure. The Morning Star Center opened here in Palm Desert in 1995, and um, it is a center for grieving children. And we now have we have a center here in Palm Desert. We also have a center in Victorville, California, and three additional Morning Star Center programs uh, in these two counties. And we help grieving children, teens, and their entire families with concurrent grief support groups. Oh, that's great. What a program. And then uh, also, you're, tell us about ADAC. What does that mean, ADAC? Oh, ADAC? Okay, ADAC is the Association for Death Education and Counseling, 
and I co-founded the first chapter in California, and it's actually the only chapter in California. And ADEC is an excellent organization for uh, primarily for professionals, uh, but it's a, it's a great resource, and um, you know everybody involved in ADEC yeah, truly loves the field. And they also have a therapy referral site there. On ADEC, yes, they do. If you go to their site. Now, talk about Camp Aaron. You're doing so many things. I love Camp Aaron. Um, Camp Aaron is a children's grief camp, and we do that once a year up in Big Bear, California. And we take about 60 grieving children and teens and about 70 adult volunteers and staff. So we end up having more adults up there than kids. But it's a weekend bereavement camp designed to help kids cope with their grief, remember the person who died, and have fun. Often people forget that grieving children really need the opportunity to have fun without feeling bad. And that's put on the, by the Moyer Foundation, by the way. You can go on their website yes, the to Moyer find out about the camps, right? Funded right. by the Moyer Foundation? It is, yes. Camp Aaron. And I think one of the powerful things about a camp like that, because they have America's Camp too for 9-11 kids, uh-huh. is that you can go into a camp and the kids don't necessarily always have to be talking about their grief, but they can see that they're not alone and that other kids have had loss as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that is the magic of a support center for grieving children and a camp is that Mm -hmm. kids and teens come together and they're not the only person they're grieving and uh, they're not different. So so it sounds to me like getting back to our topic of adult children losing parents, one of the ways that you've done and dealt with it for our audience out there is through service. Yes. And what do you think service has done for you? Well, I have to tell you, um, there. when I first started volunteering, there was a young 10-year-old who um, both her parents had died. And she shadowed me in group. This is at the time that I was a volunteer. Uh, instead of working at Morningstar, I was a volunteer. And this 10-year-old shadowed me in group and went everywhere I did and did everything I did. And she taught me so many lessons because here she's 10 years old and both her parents have died. So um, through volunteering and service, you know, I was able to find new meaning. And I also was able to see others who in some ways had it worse off than I did. At least I had my parents, you know, until I was in my 20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what kinds of things would you say if if I'm, you know, feeling low and depressed? And I guess the first thing is self-care of yourself, right? Absolutely. You know, give yourself time to grieve. Um, one of the things our society does, and I don't think society means to do this and individuals mean to do this, but parental loss when you're an adult is minimized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's that feeling of you plan the funeral and you're sad for a while and then you should just bounce back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't find it to be that way at all uh, for myself. I didn't bounce right back. And, and I know I struggled with my friends who were in their 20s. They didn't understand what I was going through at all. They had no awareness. And so I didn't find that I was supported by society mm-hmm. in ways that I hoped, had hoped I would be. Uh, so it's important to give yourself time to grieve, and it's important to enlist other members of your own family, um, to, you know, to help you with that. I would suggest attending a grief support group. Uh, and, and and I think you can find those grief support groups through your local hospital, or do you have any suggestion on how people might find those? Probably on the Internet. Yes, for, 
I think with the with the internet, that's the easiest way if you have access to the internet to go in and you you can always call your local hospice for a referral. They're most likely running those bereavement support groups, and if they're not, they know who is in your community. Absolutely, because a lot of communities and hospitals and hospices have have uh, support systems, but you you do need to reach out. But I always think, and Heidi and I always say, the people who blog to us, the people who listen to the show, mm-hmm. you are reaching out. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and touching a lot of lives. I was wondering also, Pamela, if you could talk a little bit about the fact that you're the, con- the co-owner of griefposters.com and what that exactly is. Okay, sure. Uh, griefposters.com is uh, just what it sounds like. It's a grief poster company. And um, when I first became program director of Morningstar Center, I wanted to do some decorating and redecorating, and I could not find any type of posters or items, you know, that were large enough for a wall that reflected grief and reflected what all of us are feeling. So uh, a great friend of mine is a graphic designer, and the two of us got together and collaborated and created this grief poster company. Uh, And the posters are simplistic, um, especially for children. One of the posters has a picture of a little boy, and it just says, I miss you. Another poster says, we grieve as deeply as we love. And, uh, so they're really an inspirational. They are. And, you know, my hope is that the moment a grieving person or a grieving child walks into the Morning Star Center, they know that we get it mm-hmm. just by reading the posters. And, yeah. uh, you know, I love that. And for those of you listening, if you want to go on to that website, we do have it listed on our foundation under Pamela's. Um, author page. So I love. I, I've never ever heard of an organi- of any company that specializes in grief posters. I love that idea. Oh, thank you. I do too. It's an excellent idea. I'm thinking if you don't have one, you should probably have one for um, grieving grieving for adult parents. You know, we're actually expanding and we're working on some new posters right now. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of different directions we're going in because we've had a lot of requests from different. You know, organizations and individuals with suggestions. Uh, what a great idea to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, Pamela, if you had a one piece of advice for uh, someone who's grieving out there for her, their parents, what would it be? I would say first to honor your feelings and to validate your feelings. And you are sad because your parent has died or both your parents have died. And you are sad for a reason and honor their memory and honor yourself by taking that time to grieve, uh, maybe taking a little bit of time off of work, mm-hmm. you know, lessening some of your other adult responsibilities that you have. You know, that's that's an interesting thought for an adult. I mean, maybe my parent, I'm 50 or 60, and, and I may have a parent in their 90s, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think that uh, that really minimizes the time that people, you know, want to realize that it, that it is difficult for you. My 90-year-old mother died, and I'd like to take a week off. Yeah, right. I was just thinking of that. I was thinking no matter how, because fo- I focused a little bit on the fact that Pamela's parents were younger. No matter how old our parents are when they die, it is a, a very difficult loss. Very like you difficult. said, Mom, even if they're 90. Yes, and, and it's a shock to our system. Yep, and you know what? At 90, I will tell you, the older your parents are, because my mother died at 83, the more history they've got and the more you call them up to yes. find out what, you know, who did what when. 
Yes, exactly. And it's just, you know, like, wow, I really miss not being able to call and, and check well, in and find out. And like you said, when, when your parents die, you was a part of that history, the family history. Absolutely. Right. Um, I'm in the middle of three girls, and uh, my sisters and I have agreed about ten years ago that we'll each have our own story and our own memories because there's no one to call and fact-check our memories. So if we have a disagreement right. about something that happened, we just agreed to disagree. <laughs> that's good because that's true. You know, last night I went to dinner with some people and we were talking about the financial situation, what a difficult time we're having in this country right now. And and we all started talking about our parents because we're older, about how they talked about the Depression. Mm-hmm. So uh, the history and uh, is rich and, and interesting. Well, Pamela Gabe, thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you for writing the, for the foundation, and thank you for the work you're doing with ADAC, Camp Aaron, the Morning Star Center, all the wonderful things you're doing. I believe in honor of your mom and dad. Thank you. Thanks, Pamela. You have been listening to Open to Hope Radio. You can sign up for our newsletter, Facebook, and Twitter on our homepage at opentohope.com.